After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 149 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Man, one episode Hello. before another milestone. Is, is 150 a cop-out as a milestone, or is, is, is that legit? That's definitely totally legit. No, definitely wait. a cop-out. Of course. Everything's legit to you, Corey. Everything. No, 149 is <laughs> not legit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I remember Corey has like uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue 150 and they made a big deal of it. And I was like, it is every 50 is kind of even every 25 almost. I don't know. I don't know about that. But definitely 50 is significant, at least in podcasting terms, in my opinion. Well, if you figure you do a weekly, every 50 episodes is basically a year, give or take. That means you've hung around for another year. I think that's... Kind of relevant, I think. Dedication. Sure. So, guys, how how were your uh, your respective weekends, Corey? I don't I don't really want to hear anymore. <laughs> I, I can't give you the short version. Uh, you Lovely don't. walks, you don't. cooking. It was actually the perfect fall weekend. Mini con, shopping, walks, etc. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> et that that would have been an, an appropriate time for yada yada yada. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Carlos, good weekend? Yeah, man. Like, uh, pretty good. Uh, can't really complain. I could, but who cares? Minor grapes, I hope. Yeah, it's, no, it was good. It was good. It's, uh, we got the uh, the big snowflakes on Saturday, and um, yeah. Um, kind of scared me. But uh, <laughs> they were big out, uh, snowflakes, man. Went out for tacos, and uh, that's not uh, a euphemism for anything else. I, I we I went out to eat and uh, soft or hard shell. Soft. Fair enough, my man. My really man. good, really really good, really good. Love best tacos. tacos I've ever had. Oh, Corner good. wheat tur- uh, shells. 
Sorry, say again. Corn or uh, or wheat? Uh, no, wheat, wheat, wheat. I like wheat. Too. I, I actually had the wheat. Like, uh, I wanna. I said if I'm gonna have tacos, I'm gonna have tacos. Like, yeah. Who wheat? I'll, I'll Who have wheat? a bit. Of, I'll have extra carbs, and uh, then I'll hunker down the the rest of this week. There you go. Yeah. All right. So on the uh, the occasion of episode 150, I, I'm gonna be working on that poster this week. I'm I'm really excited to actually put that together. I mean, it's already put together. I'm just I'm excited to update it and give it a, a fresh coat of paint. So that will be hitting our powerful friends next week. I might attach it to the newsletter, or I might put it in the post for episode 150. And whichever, whenever I have it ready, that's that's when I'll release it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Be nice, be be a nice round number of names up on there. So, but there's still time. There's still time if people want to get uh, in on that and get their names on the poster along with the other glorious group of people up there. Uh, become a powerful friend. Do it quickly. And also, uh, and also, you'll get a chance to go back to that illustrious edition of Sith Disturbers from last oh. week. <laughs> oh man, that is still wearing the scars from that one. Uh, dude, literally listen to it three times. Three. Listen back to oh it three God. times. Uh, yeah, so I'm inflating the numbers for the pod. Uh, <laughs> no, listen back to it three times. Laughed just as hard every single time. I, it was. It's a classic one. That that'll one. That's one that'll go down in the books. When this is all said and done, we'll remember Sith Disturbers fifty four. <laughs> Definitely. And, well, we may even. We might get a chance to uh, memorialize episode or Sith Disturbers 55 as well because I got an email from Kigo today. Oh, no. With a delicious attachment. Oh, oh, man. (laughs) I stopped myself. I was going to drop it. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. (laughs) No, I've I've got that. Again, I'm not going to read it until showtime, but uh, I'm cracking the knuckles. I'm excited for the next issue of Sith Disturbers. Oh, man. It's brutal. I know what's happening. Ah, oh, man. Why did he do Kigo? Why? <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but I don't know the details, but I know what it is. Ugh. It's going to be something. So you don't want to miss that. All right. Quickly here. Uh, some, some relief going through Star Wars fandom. As it appears, John Williams will be okay. Oh, man. Yeah. So we can all just breathe a big sigh of relief. So he was rushed to hospital. Uh, middle of last week and had to pull out of a concert he was doing or he was supposed to do at the Royal Ho- Royal Albert Hall mm. which is a big deal uh, but he had to he had to cancel that and he was replaced by Dirk Brasse but anyway we were all nervous until uh, this past weekend where it's where they announced that he's going to be fine and he's heading back to Los Angeles as soon as Monday so that is that's indeed very good news can I um can I just say something he's 90 right 88, 90. Okay. So, yeah, we had a little scare here. But they haven't finished principal. They haven't finished prose production. They haven't edited. There's a long time before he has to score that film. And I am afraid. I don't like to live afraid. I don't like to think about what potentially could happen. Um, But with this, seeing as what happened with Carrie Fisher and... This is this is this is frightening, man. Like, it was it was sobering. If, if like if, I don't know if he's already writing 
uh, new themes or whatever. If, if he's already charting and getting prepared, like pre-production full tilt, I, I don't know what's going on, but, um, man, you don't want to hear, uh, John Williams is incapacitated or, I mean, God forbid, you know, he left us and now we got to get somebody else to come in. And I mean, I, I'm sure there's people who could do a great job, but it's his saga as much as anybody's. And, um, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, he's now he's the only guy along yeah. with Anthony Daniels that's been there since day one. Yeah. And Anthony Daniels I could do it out. So, <laughs> or can you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> Oh, that was a good one. It was well well timed. Uh, geez, yeah, no, we uh, we dodged a bullet. Hopefully, the whole thing was just more precautionary and just hey, look, this guy is very important. Let's take let's let's. It's better to be uh, a little too uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cautious. Yeah, a little too cautious rather than you know gambling and uh oh, what have we done? Yeah, for sure. They're yeah, probably, I, they probably got like doctor. He's probably got a doctor with him almost at all times. I would think at this point you can afford it. That's for sure. No. We can't think like that either way. Like let's Who travels with a doctor, rich people, uh, Mr. Burns. <laughs> he just opens up his briefcase and out pops a doctor. <laughs> Hello everybody. I'm Dr. Nick. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, no. I, well, yeah. I mean, he's obviously got, if, if there's care to be had, if he, or if he needs to be cared for, it's almost like a pro athlete, right? It's you. You will be cared for immediately. He has there's, the access is right there. It's not like he'll ever just sit for hours. While the the window of opportunity to to uh, save him closes quickly, it's if he needs a doctor, he'll get one fast. If uh, Groundhog Day taught me anything, is that when it's your time, it's your time. Remember that whole the old the the the, the homeless man. Yep. In Groundhog Day. Sure like no matter what, no matter what Bill Murray did, or Phil Connors, no matter what he did, couldn't save the old man. It was his time. Yeah, you're so, right. But it's it's yeah. not it's not his time yet. No, not today. Not this day. As we're recording, not now. No. And yeah, so if yeah, maker willing, not for a long, long time. He's it's it's one guy I'm not ready to lose. Whether he's finished with Star Wars or not, it's it's I don't want to read that headline. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, moving on. Uh, he's yeah, fine. He's seriously. gonna be good. We're gonna get a great episode nine soundtrack, and we'll move on uh, to our collecting update. So we had two cons this week. I'm just gonna go through something quickly here before we actually touch on our own collections. Uh, revealed at MCM in London, which which our good pal Stubaka uh, was at this weekend. Uh, we got a, we saw, we saw some card backs for the resistance three and three quarters. And I, I, they look cool, man. With some nice die cutting uh, along the silhouette of the figure. That looked great. Did you guys see those? Yep. Not bad, right? Yeah, they look cool. Look pretty nice. I won't be able to resist those on the pegs as much as I say I will. Uh, what else do we get? We got some black series, the archive collection on, on the blister cards. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But they posted a whole bunch of shots of the uh, the bounty hunters. And it's making me regret not jumping on the Zuckus Forlom bandwagon sooner. You guys catch those those images? Yep. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about the uh, like the packaging as well. Yeah, not the kind of packaging that I I would want to keep. Like if if you buy those, I mean they're ar- archives, right? So these are basically reissues. So if you if you want the collector item of that figure, go back and get the orange or blue. Get it from those lines, and then this one you could probably open. Because I, I would certainly open. Yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Carlos, you get a look at those? No, no, I didn't. I didn't get a look at them. Uh, I've been I've been a little busy, a lot of homework this weekend, and um, but uh, no, I'll I'll check them out. Anyways, I'm not super into the collecting, you know. So like, unless it's a specific character, Poe. Uh, say say Poe. Pro or like Krennic. <laughs> uh, you got, I, I dropped a picture in the Tumbling Saber group. Uh, I think it was uh, Rick who uh, said that he got his um, he got a Krennic six inch black series. Yep. And uh, so I had mine. I took a picture of of my little Krennic's corner, and uh, and posted it in the group. So yeah, Krennic, Poe, BB eight. Um, those are uh, those are my. Uh, those are my guys right now, so very cool. And I don't see my I don't see myself going out of my way getting more. Stay focused, not, not my friend. Point. Yes, not at this point. Uh, there, there was some, and then over at the the uh, Comic Con in Paris, they revealed a vintage collection Chewy, which brought a tear to my eye. Uh, we also oh, saw gorgeous, didn't it? Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful little figure. Uh, and then uh, on the Black Series front. They showed us a battle droid, which marks the first time that I've seen a battle droid that I'm somewhat interested in since since that preview toy. Remember that uh, platform, the Stap, with battle droid that came out as a preview toy before the Phantom Menace came out? Do not Do you yes. remember that. It's sort of it was like in an uh, in an upright box, and the back the back of the box was painted up like the Naboo Swamp. So you had like a little diorama in a box. It was it was super nice. Like that was a thing. Oh my god, we I must get that. That's my retirement right there. It's completely worthless, but that was the last time I was like I must have that battle droid toy. And this this 6-inch one looks really nice. And it's got that fold down action to it. Like like when they're all racked up in the that troop carrier. So I don't know. I now nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Cuz I I <laughs> I'm gonna to want to end up like building a, a, my own droid army, but it does look really, really good. Do it. But most, uh, most, the thing that got me most stoked of all was the Black Series six-inch Attack of the Clones Padme in her white yeah, outfit that. from Geonosis. Man, yeah, that looks pretty good. That looks great. I definitely will be buying that. Probably have to get a second yeah, one for my time. daughter. It's it is about time. I hope they do a vintage collection of that figure as well. They may have done it years ago when when the, the uh, vintage collection was in its prime but i hope they bring that one back it's it, i love that costume it's probably a top three costume in all of star wars for me love it anyway so let's ju- uh, our, our own personal collections this weekend Corey, anything new yeah we went to that minicon picked up a few vintage comics uh ended up picking up uh, another funko pop i got the uh, squanchy from rick and morty it's uh, with autoerotic asphy- asphyxiation rope. <laughs> so that was pretty good. I had to get, grab that. And then uh, 
I also got the six inch Marvel Legends Venom, the new one that just came out, the old school Eddie Brock. So I was pretty stoked about that. And I also stopped at two EB games for, well, I won't say for you, Kyle, because I definitely went for me too, but I asked, I inquired about the Ahsoka Pop. And uh, yeah, one store was no help, and the other one said that their warehouse is showing one in stock, and he'll know by tomorrow if he can get his hands on it. And cool. If you find one, grab one. I, I would definitely take that off your hands for you. Also, yeah, if you do a Toys R Us run, keep this in the back of your mind. If you see another Zuckus, grab it for Rick. We are officially Done. on the hunt for Rick. Uh, Carlos, anything for you this weekend? No, nothing for me. Um, like I said, I'm keeping uh, I'm keeping the focus on. Uh, I'm not trying to... Well, you'll, you'll have, you'll have uh, plenty of, of post stuff to feast your eyes on next year. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you can, I, 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 what I did do, what I did do is I went through uh, the last Jedi uh, Lego run and uh, I checked off. Um, so I did a list of everything that I once had and everything that I no longer have. And it's a very, very sad and shocking list. Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, oh my God, I have like, I had four of the top five sets of the, of the last Jedi and I no longer have any of those in my possession. So yeah, good times. Yeah, that's, nah, that sucks. It's okay. Well, yeah. At least, at least Ryan has them. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I guess. He, at least he gets to look at them and not do anything with them. I still think you should make Maybe. a smuggler out of him. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah, brick by brick. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's that start. The first order star destroyer is going to be like, uh... <laughs> man. It'll take a few years, but you know, by the time he's thirty, you'll you'll, you'll have your star destroyer reassembled. Well, it's fourteen hundred pieces, right? So, uh, fourteen divided by three fifty. Yeah, it's a couple take, years. It'll take a while. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Carlos, you can live vicariously through me. Uh, I picked up... Uh, oh, I can hear myself in the background again. <laughs> Sorry, bud. That's all right. Um, <clears throat> I got uh, a little Lego set here. The Bounty Hunter Speeder Bike Battle Pack. Oh, the Swoop Bikes. Nice. Yeah, it was. It, I'd always have my eye on this one. It's a cool little set. It, ha- it comes with four minifigs. I get the, it comes I know. with Bosk, Dengar, uh, Forlom, and IG-88. Oh, okay, not the swoop bikes. You're talking about the bounty, ba- the battle pack, the bounty yeah. hunter battle pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. I had that too. Had. <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, I could care less for the bike. I mean, it's a cool little bike. It's it's not canon, so it can kiss my ass, but. Yeah, I know, no. The figures, man. The figures, like you would pay. I, I, this was, this was uh, I think, originally like 17 or something like that, but I got it for 12. Mm-hmm. Dude, nice. Sweet. Where? At a grocery store. Maxi. Nice. 12.99. And yeah, just if worth you want, it. totally worth it. And yeah, for just for the four minifigs, it's worth that price. Yep. And so yeah, I've got this 125 piece set that I'm going to happily put together at some point. Maybe another, I keep saying I'm going to do a, a, a build into the Facebook group or figure out a way to configure it through Patreon and YouTube, but uh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to that maybe this week. And uh, otherwise, like Corey had mentioned, we went to a small little con and I picked up a couple of vintage comics, but we'll, we'll, I'll save that for the next time we do a, a, a crossover with uh, the Nerd Room. 
Which con? The one in uh, Cornwall? Yeah, it's a, it's a mini, it's a small. Really yeah, small it's the one I went to last year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little, it was a bigger and better one this year, but still stretches the definition of con. Like it was really small. Anyway, let's uh, let's skip into the news here, and uh, well, it's not really the news. It's it's uh, the High Tower, the latest episode from Resistance. Did anybody catch it? Yeah, I watched it earlier. Nope. It was all right. We're finally yeah. getting start yeah starting to get into the crux of the show and the reason why Kaz is in on the Colossus in the first place. What'd you make of it, Corey? Yeah, it was a good episode. I found maybe a little slow. Like the whole show, the whole series itself is taking its time developing. I find. Don't well, don't Still, you don't you find like the first half of every episode is very slow? Yeah, I'm like that's why I'm like, man, this is like. But don't get me wrong, I kind of like it because I like exploring the Colossus like more and more. I'm seeing this thing like I. I I'm liking this station a lot. You know, it's the setting is growing on me a lot. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, you know, we finally get to meet Doza, who is the father of the girl who he raised, and also like the, I don't know, like proprietor owner of this place. The he, yeah, he's, he's running he's, the show here. Yeah, he's sort of the equivalent of Lando at, at Bespin. It's Cap- he's so, Captain Doza, and this is the, the Colossus is his baby. He gets to run it. So it's pretty interesting, like hype phase on. We get a good taste of him today, talking a lot. That was kind of fun, and he gets them into the the Aces Lounge, which is in the High Tower, basically. And the First Order shows up. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. You know, same as usual. Kaz always has a way of drawing way too much attention to himself. Uh, Trouble has a way of finding him, and he he narrowly escapes. So it was kind of exciting, I guess. But uh, in the same rate, I'm I'm kind of more interested like i know we they had talked about it in a past episode but what is the big deal like why do they want to land this place so badly you know is it that much on the outskirts that they need it as a fueling station or uh i don't know what it is but you see the, the first order is really starting to bully these guys around they want something from this station yeah well, i thought that was interesting but I, I guess taking it from the top it's i think it's star wars last week they or maybe the week before they'd put out this little snippet uh, via social media about Captain Doza and they themselves were like um, sowing distrust in Captain Doza like should we trust this guy who is he really with and they played with that in this episode and I think I think by the end I feel like he's he's safe I feel like he's not necessarily a bad guy I don't think I don't I'm not saying he's a good guy either but I don't think he's the first order spy I think that would be far too easy yeah, he's just been put in a rock and a hard place. Yeah, like like Aunt Z says, uh, like straight up that he's first order. Wait, Aunt who? Aunt Z. That's what okay. they call her in the show. They don't call her Aunt, Aunt Zed. Okay, I just want to know, making sure. <laughs> they call her Aunt Z, and she just straight up said that he's first order. And so that to me is is sort of the confirmation that he's not first order. She's wrong. Um, and they, they yeah they did also play a bit on the us versus them and rich versus poor the haves the have not type thing but which was interesting i guess uh another thing i thought was interesting was tam she didn't really seem all that bothered about the first order being there like she was really ambivalent about it which kind of struck me you know as someone who now knows that the first order is evil she's like ah whatever first order is here who cares like it's just it's very emblematic of uh, the the political People's situation state. in the galaxy where people are like first order get out of here like 
there are a bunch of rabble rousers out there. Leave them be. Um, and I, I thought it was also interesting. You, you had mentioned hype. Uh, he he was a lot in this episode quite a bit, but I I he was really evasive about why. Like he recuses himself right when when the first order kind of comes to the planet or to the station, he sort of excuses himself from anything to do with that. Yeah. And that raised my eyebrow a little bit. And they moved on from that real quick. Yeah, so, we'll probably so, touch on that at a later point for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, you know, racing to the end. Like, to me, Kaz's cover is blown. That's the thing. Yeah, man. Like, Doza knows. Right. Uh, like, the, well, the Stormtroopers saw him. Uh, Major, uh, Major Von Reg, I think is his name. The guy in the, in the red tie, tie pilot suit. He busted him. Of course, Kaz got away, but there's only so many places you can go on the Colossus. Like, and like you said, uh, Captain Doza, the first order did like rat him out, right? Saying, "Hey, you've got we, we were spied on." So now, of course, Captain Doza wants to know who it is. He's got security footage of of Kaz, and he's asking the very questions that Yeager said that we don't want them asking. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. So that, that's it's also problem. also is you know. His daughter is tied up with him, kind of. His daughter is the one, like, covering him, his tracks in a way. So now he's, like, super... Well, yeah, she put up a bit of a smoke screen, right? Because, yeah, he stumbled into into her... Kaz stumbled into her room as he was trying to get away from stormtroopers. And, she, yeah, she covered for him. No, he was my friend. He was visiting. He wasn't spying on you guys. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, to me, Kaz's cover is already blown. And maybe it's fully intentional. And, and the whole spy gig is not going to be one that lasts. I see it more like the first order at this point. I don't think they really care about this kid anymore. Like after when Doza says like piss off kind of. Well, you know, but I didn't, I didn't buy Doza. that. I didn't really? buy that at all. Like for, like when you tell the Empire or the first order, like get out of here. They're not going to. Oh, fair enough. We'll go. They don't do that. Yeah. They're well, they're conniving at this point. You know, they haven't made really their their move, I guess, in the galaxy yet. Like they're trying to buy this guy's friendship right there. They're like the the snake offering the apple. Like, Here's your gas. Or your friends. I guess. I just, I you know, you, you never really see, you know, the, the tyrannical force being like, okay, yeah, you told us to leave. We'll leave. Fair enough. They're just biding their time. Anyway, did you see uh, Tora's room littered with, with stuffed animals and little OT nods on the walls? I saw something painted on the wall. Yeah, there was like a, a flaming starbird. Yeah. Yeah, she had a Skyhopper model or toy, a doll that looked a lot like Boosh, a Stormtrooper doll. There was a Max Rebo stuffed animal, an Ewok stuffed animal, and another pattern which looked a lot like a lightsaber on the wall, but that could just be my eyes playing tricks on me. So anyway, interesting episode. When I, I got more out of it once it was over, and I sat back and thought about it for a few minutes. Like, watching it, I was like, Oof, like, will this show grab a kid's attention? I, I guess at the end when you had a whole lot of chasing and running around and blasters, but otherwise, like you, you kind of had to pay attention to this one a little bit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like you said, it's a lot of talking, slow. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, we move on uh, to next week, and we'll see what what the next episode holds. All right, let's we'll jump ahead here to. Something that we've talked about a bunch of times already. The Boba Fett movie is dead, guys. It's over. Dead. 
Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the witch old witch. <clears throat> well, Sorry. again, it's, it's it's hard to dismiss something that was never officially confirmed to begin with. But we we do know that Lucasfilm was set to give a tease at Celebration 2015 with Josh Trank. Like he was attached to the project at the time. And like the day before this was supposed to happen, the, the like the plug got pulled. Like it was quite the time that we've since, I think, largely forgotten. But yeah, so like since then, the Boba Fett news has bounced around. And this summer, was it Collider? On the eve, or maybe the same night that Solo was coming out, Collider reported that James Mangold was was officially attached to the to the Boba Fett movie, and here we go. And we all kind of freaked out because it's James Mangold. And then late last week, Eric Weber reported that Kathleen Kennedy told him in a quick answer or question and answer period that uh, the movie is dead and they're focusing 100% on The Mandalorian. Okay, fair enough. And then the the, the final a uh, bit of context here. So over this this past weekend, the Brez, Anthony Bresnikan chimed in, uh, and he added a little bit of detail to the report in saying that it could be resurrected down the road. So yes, it's Boba Fett film is kind of really, not even on the back burner, it's kind of on the shelf, but could be resurrected later. And so I, I know the initial report was met with skepticism since nobody knows who Eric Weber is. So like for me, I, I guess your, everybody's mileage may vary, but the Brez weighing in on this lends credibility to Eric Weber's report, in my view. So I, let's let's go with it. Let's assume that Boba Fett film is dead. It's not coming anytime soon. Uh, Carlos, I'll come to you on this one first. Are you surprised? Are you bothered? Are you happy? Sad? What's your take on it? I was never. I was never really. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I was never really on board with uh, with a standalone Boba Fett film. Like for me, he's a glor- he's, he's he's just a you know, it's blasphemous. And there's people out there who are gonna hate me for saying this, but uh, he's uh, he's a bit role. He's just a uh, he's not worth anything to me, Dad. Like he's he's nothing. He's what is he? He's just like a sideline character. We put way too much stock into this character. Into what he can do, and well, it's, yeah, the, it's the just, cool suit and the 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 unknown. Wow, this guy must be so cool. Look at that suit, Wookie Scout. Yeah, so not really. Look at the darts on his knees and the the flamethrower. Like this guy must be an animal out there. So it's really what's in the back of our minds of this guy. Like that's the cool part. But you're right. I agree with you. Like I never, I I never got the attraction of a Boba Fett movie. Like, I'll take it. I'm sure they would create a compelling story for it. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Like it's, it kind of runs the same. I mean, of course, Han Solo is a much bigger deal, but I didn't see the reason for a solo movie to exist either. It's just, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take it. And solo turned out great. I'm sure a Boba Fett movie would be pretty good too, but I'd, I would, I'd much sooner have Boba Fett stories in other media. Like if you want to do it in books or comics or, in a, in a series similar to the Mandalorian, go for it. But I, yeah, like I said before in the past, like if you're going to put a movie on the big screen, make a big deal of it. You know, you only get so many kicks at this can make it a big deal worth telling. So that's why don't you throw him into the Obi-Wan movie and make that compelling. That's yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to make 
bring Boba Fett in as a part of uh, another standalone, great. But I don't need, personally, I don't need a, a standalone movie centered on Boba Fett. It's just like, he, Carlos, you call it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of harsh and pointed, but he is a bit player. He does nothing in the OT. He captures Han and then falls down a hole. Look, they retconned him into episode four. Okay. They put him in there. So we know he's on Tatooine at the time where Obi-Wan is is in hiding. So maybe there could be something there. They added, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, if, sure. if you're going to do the Obi-Wan movie and have him be maybe one of the foils or he's a bad guy, but he actually does something to actually end up saving Obi-Wan somehow, even though Obi-Wan killed his father. No, who killed his father? Mace Windu. Uh, Mace Windu. But, uh, you know, the Jedi. He still, have an act. He, well, he still has an axe to grind against the Jedi. There's a whole arc yeah, in the Clone exactly. Wars where so, he tries to kill Mace Windu. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's, there, I mean, there could be something there, but I don't. we already have his backstory, you know, unfortunately. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of Little Boba, but... Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Corey? I don't know. Well, I think finally it's nice to get some kind of official confirmation from Lucasfilm. Like Again, we never heard. This was never confirmed. It was always big rumors. When Kyle said Mangold came on, we were like, that kind of stoked my fire a bit. Like Then I was kind of like getting more on board. But with the recent announcement of them saying that all future pro- projects are put on hold, kind of like this kind of spells the same thing as what Kyle was saying with the Bresnikin. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to do it. It's just going on the shelf for now. Uh, but in the same regard, after, you know, whatever you want to call Solo, like, great film, all that stuff, but in their standards, I don't think it held up to what they were expecting. So I think they have their ear to the ground a little more now, and this is not, like, a unifying film amongst fans. Like, look what you guys just said. Like, it's, meh, okay, I'll take it if they give it to me. Uh, We don't need it. Whereas, like Kyle was saying, if we're going to do this, have this kick at the can, it's something that we should, everybody should be really excited for. So, I don't know. In, in that sense, you know, we, we got the Mandalorian coming as well. They don't want to oversaturate the Mando market, too. Like, they got to play that by ear. And he could possibly even have a role in that. Like, that would confirm, like, to me personally, he's dead after Jedi. But, you know, uh, everybody thinks he's still alive. So, there could be room in there for him him too so from from the get-go i've been on the same page as you guys in the sense that i was like eh meh whatever you know but since it's seemed to have to get some real traction behind it and stuff and it looked like it was actually happening i guess i tried to convince myself a little more to get excited for it and i was kind of getting excited for it in the sense that like yes it's a like a bit character but the fact that george put him back into episode one kind of made him a bigger player in a way. Like, I don't know. He chose him to come back. No, episode one. Or episode uh, Attack of the Clones, sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay. Well, just to have him come back as the, one of the clones, you know, like it really expands on his character. And then the Clone Wars, for example, he's in, I don't know, I'll say like maybe generously 10 episodes of that entire series. But I liked his arc in almost all of them. You saw him like, I felt really bad for the kid at one point. You know, he gets, uh, I saw, uh, or Singh ditches him and he's like, he's lost everything kind of. 
And the one last arc that we haven't seen for him would be the most important, I would think. And it's how he becomes top dog in the galaxy. Like you can see him gaining his skills more and more as he's getting older and progressing toward uh, adulthood. And I, I hope they throw him into the latest last season of the Clone Wars somehow just to have that possible final showdown with Cad Bane, just to see that, like close that, that angle up. Why is he the best of the best? You know, like by the time we see him in the OT, like he is just hundred percent notorious. Like he has a rep man and he's badass. So I, I'm missing that a bit. Uh, I think it would have made a good film. Again, Lucasfilm churns this stuff up. They, they would create a compelling story in my opinion and like Carlos had said as well, I thought the best route would have been to do – Kyle had always mentioned that loose trilogy, whereas Obi-Wan Solo and the Boba Fett film could be all loosely connected somehow with characters and a, that maybe the underworld mall storyline playing out through the three of them. Yeah, I I, I love I, – I know it's my idea, so it's easy to fall in love with it, but I really thought that could have been a cool, cool thing to do. And maybe they're they're taking something of that. And moving it to Mandalorian with like the fistful of dollars type thing that the man with no name, maybe they're going to do that over there where I thought, I thought they could have done that with, with standalones. But again, if all this is true, you know, it, it reinforces what we think we know about the, the slowdown that Bob Iger confirmed is, is happening. And that is that they're going to keep the big screen reserved for the big event films, trilogy stuff, episodic stuff. And while stories that could have been told as a standalone movie are now going to be shifted to other media, like the streaming service, or who knows, maybe an animated series down the line, or whatever else. And I'm totally fine with that. If, if the slowdown means the, the big screen stuff is the big deal stuff that they will really build hype for, and that people will get excited about because there's stakes, I am perfectly fine with that. And besides, like, having a movie about... You, you, Kate, you guys tell me how you feel about this. <clears throat> like, having a movie about Boba Fett and a series about The Mandalorian, like, does that run the risk of confusing casual audiences? Like, not that the two were ever going to be you know, on screen at the same time, unless Mandalorian runs for, for several seasons. Like, do you, like that, could that be a thing? Like, people were... When Rogue One came out, remember there was confusion among, and this is hard for us as hardcores to, to envision, but it was there. We heard people talking about it. That when Rogue One came out, people were confused. Like, they were, where's Rey? Is this episode like, eight? Where, I thought this, wait, this, none of the characters I saw last Christmas in The Force Awakens are in this. What is this movie? Like, casual fans, which make up the bulk, they, they're not tuned in. They, they just go to the theater. It's, it's Mando saturation, man. So I don't know. Um, maybe maybe they're worried about uh, confusing people. I, I think that's entirely possible. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I don't know if it's confusing. It just, <clears throat> um, I think the potential to be confused is there, but. Uh, I give more credit to people like th those people who complain, well, who's this, who's that? These are not, that's not your core audience. That's not 
No, no, like a Star Wars you fan know? will not be confused. But like I said, it's no, the bulk I mean, of moviegoers. The Force Awakens be- made $2 billion. How much did Rogue One make? 1.15, if, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, one point something, yeah. So uh, the, the people who were confused in the first five minutes were confused. Who was it? Like point one, like maybe, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what percentage of people were confused going into that movie. I never met anybody who was confused. Yeah. But I, I think it's overstated. Honestly, it, maybe I really, really think it's overstated. I don't want to sound like, uh, um, yeah, I don't want you to beep me out. So I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know what Star Wars fans love to do? They love to talk for everybody. <laughs> and I just did it. See what I did? My opinion stands for all of you. Yeah. Because if I think this, then everybody's going to think this. Like, oh, they did such a terrible job with the the promotion for Rogue One. And yeah, it made over a billion dollars. Like, no, I... I you know, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too sure that um, that people were that confused over what happened. Like maybe for the first five minutes, and then like, oh, okay, this is a different thing. Okay, cool. They're still building the Death Star. All right, cool. It, it's like in the first five minutes, man. I don't, who who got to the end of Rogue One and is like, what is this movie about? <laughs> like, nobody. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, you're completely right. Um, I, 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 I have a hard time envisioning people being confused, but like I said, I, I never met them. Apparently they were out there. I, I saw enough reports of people being confused. I, I thought that was really, really strange. I spoke to them. Oh, you had, you, you, I think you mentioned a coworker once, right? Corey, that was just mm-hmm. like, what? I don't understand all the timeline of this. They understood it once I explained it, but they were like, kind of just like, oh, I see what's going on here. And they understood, but beforehand it was just like, no. Yeah, that's, it, I mean, for us, it's bizarre. Like, how do you not know this? Like, it's very, very obvious. According to the timeline, this is the Death Star. That's where it exists. You're stupid. Like, this is, this shit's canon, yo. Like, what's canon? <sighs> like, you can't even, I, can't, I can't even deal with these people. Can't even, man. Uh, anyway, it doesn't sound like there's too much uh, heartbreak here over a Boba Fett movie being called off. I'm, yeah, I, I really can't. I, I, I guess I go into that knowing that at some point it's gonna happen, either a movie or something. They're just not. They're not gonna shelve this guy forever. He'll be no, back. I, I agree there, and at that point, I do want it. I don't won't necessarily say a feature length film. Possibly something on the streaming service. I want that uh, that little part of his life that from adolescent to manhood to top dog, man. I'm down. Mark me down. So down. No, yeah, for sure. I I would definitely check it out. Like, and it's you know the same thing kind of applies to Snoke, where I'm like, ah, he's not needed in this this saga anymore. It doesn't mean I don't ever want to know more about him. Just give it to me elsewhere where you have time to develop that. Anyway, let's put this to bed. Boba Fett, good night, sweet sir. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into some questions here. 
But first, we are going going to uh, jump into a break. And as we do so yet again, you will hear from Devon with Outer Rim Originals. So give it a listen, and we will be right back. Hey, Tumbling Saber listeners, I hope you're enjoying this great podcast. This is Devin Kleffer from Outer Rim Originals, your online source for limited edition Star Wars artwork from officially licensed Disney and Topps artists. Each Outer Rim Originals artwork has the industry's lowest run of only 45 prints. All limited edition pieces from Outer Rim Originals are printed on archival quality Z-Clay paper, are hand-numbered, signed by the artist, and include a certificate of authenticity from Outer Rim Originals. And because you're a listener of this podcast, Outer Rim Originals is offering you the opportunity to purchase a limited edition signed print with 10% off of your order. Simply head to OuterRimOriginals.com and enter the discount code TumblingSaber, the number 10. That's TumblingSaber, number 10. Then get ready to be the envy of the galaxy with a limited edition signed print from Outer Rim Originals. Remember, OuterRimOriginals.com, discount code TumblingSaber10. That's OuterRimOriginals.com, TumblingSaber10. Now, back to the podcast. All right, once again, there goes Devin from Outer Rim Originals and Unmistakably Star Wars, our good friends. Keep that website handy and check back often. Hopefully they're going to get some more prints up there on the site, and you can use our Tumbling Saber 10 code to get a bit of a discount. It's, there's some cool limited limited edition stuff in there. and it's, I, I, I got, stress it. It's officially licensed stuff, which is pretty rad. All right, so first up this week is Rick. And Rick asks, Do you guys think we'll see a trailer or commercial for The Mandalorian during the Super Bowl, or will Lucasfilm jump to celebration for that kind of re- reveal? Related to uh, related question. God, I'm butchering this. Sorry, Rick. Related question. Do you guys think it's more likely we'll see any 2019 clips, Episode 9, Mando, or Clone Wars, during the big game or during Celebration? I think big reveals will be held until Celebration, but we'll probably, probably see a final trailer for Episode 9 during the baseball playoffs now that Disney owns Fox and they handle some of the games. I'm really not trying to incorporate sports into the show, but their audiences are generally pretty big. What do you guys think? Corey, I'll hand this over to you first. What do you What do you think? Let's start with, uh, let's just keep it to Mandalorian for now, and then we'll expand on that later. So what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, I think we all love sports, so no worries there. And to yeah, me, I think well, it, that's the danger. <laughs> the three of us could go tangenting off into sports and lose lose everybody. Anyway, it all depends on release dates, personally, but... Uh, Short story, I think uh, I don't think they'll de- debut anything at the Super Bowl or the the big game, the, the fi- uh, series final there for for baseball there. But I think that if anything, they would, you know, maybe do it at celebration or whatever and have it uh, like they might drop something during those. But it definitely wouldn't be the debut of it personally. Like they seem the pattern is that they they keep it in-house and kind of save it for their either like D23 or Celebration, whatever it is. But again, they, they, they do own all these networks, so it doesn't hurt. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they'll keep it in-house. Carlos, what do you think? Mandalorian, yay or nay for Super Bowl? I don't think so. Um, th- I think it's going to be ready for the launch of the streaming service, they might maybe what they're going to do is pump the streaming service at the Super Bowl 
but not the content yet. Well, that that's the thing. Do have we had any confirmation, Kyle? Can you confirm like from what I'm understanding is the streaming service is set to to drop January 2019. Am I wrong in saying that? Oh yeah, no, it's it's not till fall 2019. Okay, so yeah, we're a long ways off. Okay, yeah, definitely no Super Bowl then. No, I don't think so. Super Bowl, uh, and like I said, if 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 they're gonna do anything, it's gonna be probably talking about what what is it called? Disney Go, uh, Disney Play. Disney play. Yeah. Maybe that'll make a, make an appearance at the Super Bowl, And that's going to depend on, uh, who's actually hosting the Super Bowl this year. Cause if it's on Fox, maybe they'll do it. If it's on NBC, they probably won't. If it's on CBS, they probably won't. If it's on ESPN, they probably will. Um, ABC. Yeah. Uh, ABC, ESPN, right? They're, they're the same. Yeah. So, um, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go with um, teaser trailer at celebration, and then um, big trailer uh, Monday Night Football at some point next October, like 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 they did with the Last Jedi. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna stick to that um, that that formula as it, uh, as it's actually worked. Um. Maybe we'll get a little, a little something, something during the summer at, uh, at one of the cons, but I doubt it. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think I really think they're gonna stick to what worked with the Last Jedi, uh, because despite uh, you know the, the movie being terrible and everybody hating it and it not making any money, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it made a lot of money. So they, I, they, I think they know what they're doing for the saga stuff. It's the it's the standalone stuff that they're not sure how to navigate the waters for, um, and I am pretty sure they have a good idea of how to do it going forward. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure as far as the Mandalorian. I really don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Probably not till the fall, and that's where maybe baseball playoffs or or um, Monday Night Football or or something in that um, in yeah. that realm. Because, I mean, Rick is absolutely right. The audiences for sports, especially live sporting events, are huge. And um, it would only make sense for them to to drop a, a trailer or something during that time frame. I just don't think that um, Mandalorian is going it, to – it's too far away from the Super Bowl. Like people need to know that there's a streaming service first before yes. that there's a show on a streaming service that yeah. they've never heard of. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. – I'm – that's that was my big point on this. No, yeah, we're not getting anything at, for Mandalorian at the Super Bowl because the service doesn't exist yet. It's just a, it's a plan. It's it's supposed to happen months after the Super Bowl even ends. Like I, I don't think we'll see anything for Mandalorian at Super Bowl. But I do like what you said, Carlos, about maybe they'll slip an ad. Actually, you know what? It's it's on Fox. I just I just googled the 2019 Super Bowl is on Fox. So I don't think Disney will be paying whatever it is this year, two, three, four million dollars for a 30 second spot or a 15 second spot to promote a streaming service. But I, I can in my in my brain picture an ad like that with a tiny little sliver, you know, as they kind of like do this quick reel of uh, properties and shows that they'll have and one quick little shot of the Mandalorian in action. And like that's the freeze frame that will 
heard around the world the next day in, in Star Wars fandom. Like, we got one tiny little shot from the Mandalorian. I could see that possibly happening, but I'd give that almost like a 5% chance. I think I think the big reveals for the Mandalorian will definitely be held, held for celebration. End of story. That's that's really the end of that. And then, and then further on from Clone there, Wars. yeah, yeah, and this is, yeah. So expanding out to Clone Wars uh, episode nine, Clone Wars. I don't even know if they're going to promo it. To be honest, I, I'm sure they will, but I. Oh no, it's going to be on cel- at celebration. They're definitely. Yeah, 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 talk for about sure. It. Yeah, yeah, for celebration, 2019 April 2019 is going to have. It's going to be full of everything like that. Like I fully expect that. Like you know, I kind of expect that celebration uh, from a Lucasfilm perspective. They may want to use that as a bit, a bit of a reset button for fandom, and I think they they want to blow us away. Like the feature filmmaker panel, which is the one that we all wait for with bated breath, because that's that's the one that tells us you know where, where we see a trailer. That's the one where we learn about new movies and development. Like that's gonna blow our minds. Like I, that's when I expect to get a trailer for Episode Nine. Uh, to learn actually something concrete about uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, and we'd also get an update on on Benioff, Benioff and Weiss. Like they've got to at least give us something at some point. And I, Celebration 2019 to me is is the place to do it. Yeah, so that's that's how I see that. And the Clone Wars that that would be like in the animation panel, but for sure they'd give us a trailer there too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Celebration is is going to be mind blowing in April for sure. And then, like you said, Carlos, you, uh, I think the Last Jedi. We just had the anniversary right for the Last Jedi trailer that came on. It was a Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And we stayed up super late and we we broke down the trailer. We recorded a podcast for that, like as it happened, and yeah, it was it was wild. And I expect I expect they'll do the same thing on ABC. They'll they'll have as long as ABC has Monday Night Football next year, which I gotta imagine they do. They'll put a trailer in in there as well. But yeah, the, the well, formula works. Well, not not only touch on like Carlos brought it up, like then New Kyle had kind of concrete the uh, concreted the the release date of the streaming service. Now it makes a lot more sense that baseball as well, like the World Series. I mean. Uh, that's got, a, I would think, a bit of a larger f- following or viewership than a regular Monday Night Football game. Maybe not because it's football, but uh, I think you're re- reaching a grander audience exploiting that, especially if they do own Fox Sports now. I know they don't have spot, uh, Fox News. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think Disney got sports. I think Fox yeah, news, retained news and live sports. Yeah, that kind of falls into one and the same almost. So yeah, maybe yeah, then maybe not at the big game. Then I think they want to, if anything, keep it in house again. ABC, something like that, you know, like uh, if they don't own Fox and Super Bowls out, kind of. And yeah. Super Bowls out, it's it's way out. It doesn't logistically, it doesn't make sense either twenty nineteen or uh, the next year. You know, it just I don't know. It doesn't uh, well, it's too, too far out. Well, like I think. Early December last year, they right, right before the Last Jedi came out, I think there was there was a thing on ABC like the magical world of Disney. Disney, it was like a, a Christmas special, 
and Mark Hamill was there, and he was so out of breath. I think he, he sounds like he made it just on time, uh, but he, I think he introed a clip from the movie or uh, something from the Last Jedi in that in that show. And we could get something about that again. Like that's if if the, the streaming service hadn't dropped yet, I, I would expect them to promote it there as well. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, we can't really make any definite calls until we know, have a better idea about when the actual streaming service will will kick off and what will be on it. I mean, they could they could launch it tomorrow, and you know, it's not going to have any uh, exclusive Star Wars content on it. So we'll have we have to wait and see on all that information. A s- sidebar here for a quick second, Kyle. You can edit this out if you want, but do you think the cancellation of Iron Fist and Luke Cage has something to do with the upcoming streaming service? Mm, I don't think so. I heard the guys on the Nerd Room talk about it. I, I, I think it's possible. I mean, look, they're, they're Marvel characters. And if Disney wants them back, I'm sure there's a way they can get them back. But my understanding is that Netflix had some rights to that. So maybe it's just they're, they're pulling the plug on Iron Fist and Luke Cage so they can slap them together in a Heroes for Hire show. Which I would gladly accept. Aren't they in Defenders also? Yes, they were. And so far there's been... They've kind of said they're, they're not doing a second season of Defenders. Oh boy. So that the whole Netflix Marvel thing is starting to have some shaky foundations there. Aside from you know Daredevil and Punisher, which are still doing pretty well. The rest seem to be either cancelled already or, you know, sort of on on, uh, thin ice. All right, Rick. I hope that answers the question. I I think the short answer is nothing for Super Bowl and all eyes on celebration. All right, Rick, thanks a lot, man. That was a great question. And thanks for your input for Cannon Fodder. Much appreciated. All right, how about this? How about uh, we're, st- we're going to hear from James. Mr. O'Flaherty's chiming in this week. So let's hear what James has to say. Good evening, boys. James O here sending in a message to the gang. I miss you guys so much. Uh, I wish I could be in the studio with you, but this is the best I could do this week. As you know, I've been uh, nodding off early with the kids uh, who have been sick lately, and uh, Daddy's been lying down with them and uh, falling asleep in the early hours of the evening, missing recording time uh, with his with his buddies, and then waking up in the middle of the night. But I digress. My question, my listener question, as I am a listener um, and a big fan, my listener question is, guys, uh, seeing as how there is a divide. Um, There is toxicity, there is whatever you want to call it in the Star Wars fandom right now. Is there a way in the foreseeable future uh, for that divide to be somewhat mended? I mean, there'll always be discourse in any fandom, but is there a way to bring together the people who like and dislike The Last Jedi, the people who like and dislike uh, Disney having taken over Lucasfilm? Is there something that can happen or a series of events or, or do you ever uh, see for any reason um, that toxicity sort of um, disappearing? Uh, the, the storm 
dissipating. Uh, do you guys see that happening? And how, if possible, do you see that happening? So that's it for me, guys. Uh, have a great show, as I know you will. Toss that around. Uh, let me know what you think, if there is an answer. And uh, have fun. All right, James, we miss you too, buddy. Man, did James James slept through uh, Sith Disturbers last week as he was you know, bunking down with some sick kiddos, which I can't blame him for. But man, did he did he ever miss a <laughs> one hell of a Sith Disturbers, didn't we? Didn't he? That was some crazy stuff. So anyway, guys, let's uh, let's get to James's question here. Is there a way to bring together the people who like and dislike the Last Jedi, the whole toxic toxic element of fandom right now? Is there a way? And this also includes the people who are not happy about Disney having ownership of Star Wars. Is there a way to make all of this go away? Or at least bring unity in some way? Corey, what do you think? Uh, to unify and bring together, I highly doubt. Um, the only thing you could really do if you're a fan and you know a normal human being is kind of engage in civilized discourse and respectful in a respectful manner, you know? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you you got to kind of keep an open eye. That's, I mean, that's all there is really to it. Like, uh, I don't think there's one film that's going to unify the people. Um, a lot of people on subjects like this really tend to dig their heels in, especially when people are really passionate about something like Star Wars. Like, the people who liked it seem to really liked it and want to you know, like have its back almost. And the people who tend to not like it, a lot of them, you know, they dig their heels in and it, it creates a big division. Cause I've, it, I've met some people who are like, I kind of like to like, I get it and blah, blah, blah. But like a lot of people do not like it, but a lot of people absolutely love it. So I, I honestly don't think that there's a way to unify the people. I think again, just engaging in civilized discourse like I've listened to many people who didn't like it and you know, like uh, that's another thing too, is that people don't want you to break things down for them. When you explain things to people, it's like, well, yeah, I, you know, like I almost take it personally. Like, well, you think I'm stupid or something. So I don't know, but there's just so many ways to talk about the last Jedi in particular that I've found so interesting uh, from people who didn't like it to people who liked it. My eyes have been opened so many times. I've, I've heard so many interesting things that, uh, uh, that's that's the way you got to come approach it at this point if you, you want to move forward it's like understanding what they're trying to accomplish at this point you know yeah yeah again i guess art being art if you don't see it you're not going to get it but uh carlos what do you think is, is there a way to make this all better yeah there is all right let's hear it can all the rest of new star wars stuff <laughs> end it end it it's over so now you get to look back on what actually does exist and you could like the movie or not like the movie like I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Return of the Jedi I think that's very weak um, but the pinnacle of the movie is great but I mean the majority of that movie is uh, <clears throat> dog uh, stuff <laughs> and um <laughs> And yeah, so if you, but everybody, I think the majority of Star Wars fans accept it for what it is. I think that's what's going to happen with The Last Jedi eventually. And um, if not, climb up people's lists 
uh, especially uh, considering uh, we don't know what nine has in store for us. So I, I think that's the only way, honestly, the only way to bring people together on this is to tell everybody we're done with Star Wars. That could work, right? If they just said after episode nine, all right, everybody, everything else is right? going away. People come we're- together during a crisis, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. So guys, we're done. We'll be back. We'll be back in 10 years. And we just all have this big group hug and say, what did we do? We did this. I, well, you'd still have those this, the same jerks. Exactly. Saying, no, they did this. They made crappy movies. It's Ryan Johnson's fault. Well, uh, under the Disney era, at least, like one thing people have to, if you're going to go f- move forward with the franchise, if you want to attempt to be a fan, and you, again, you just got to be open minded and understand what the franchise is trying to accomplish in the sense that it's trying to grow, diversify, expand, plant seeds for the future. So understand what this certain project or product is trying to sell who's it aimed at specifically uh personally i can't complain about any of the content that i've seen under the disney era like i think all of it's been very high quality let it be the comics uh the books especially the tv shows and the movies i mean they've all been rock solid and they've pretty much produced like i'll say copious amounts of material at this point since owning the 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 property it's been a lot. And uh, the content's there, man. Like the the thought, it's, it's handled in a quality way. If you like it or not, regardless, it's still handled in a very uh, thought out way, which is something to to respect. So like moving forward, like if it's not for you, like resistance, again, not aimed at us. I'm enjoying it, but it's not, I'm not enthralled. You know what I mean? Like, can you say yeah. at this point, like if, if you have not seen an episode of, of resistance yet, can you say like, oh my goodness, dude, you were missing out. Like they, they're, they're revealing so much interesting stuff and it's, it's essential viewing. I don't no. think you can honestly say that at this point. They're just not there yet. They may not get there. This, I don't know if they'll build that into the show, but that's a, that's a whole other discussion. Guys, okay, split screen, Corey, one year. Oh my God. I love resistance. It's the best thing ever. It's possible. Like, look, Rebels had a slow start. We're like four episodes in here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was slow for four seasons. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, son. <laughs> well, for a franchise that hammers home the message of hope so hard, like, there has to be a way back to some semblance of unity. But for the life of me, I I can't see it. No, when, you, when this part of the... I won't say this part, but... I'm not saying the people who didn't like Last Jedi are part of this, but uh, with the current sit- political climate going around, oh my toxicity God. within Star Wars has really become so prevalent to me and so it's so been brought to the fore. Like people aren't hiding in the shadows anymore, and it's kind of prolific almost in a way. Like it's really mind bending the extent that people, you know, they're passionate about it again. Yes, but some people's minds are already made up like they've created like i don't think there's anyone that's like the movie that says like i'm gonna create a whole bunch of bots to make sure this movie does well on such and such a site or whatever but the people who are plotting against the franchise like they've already made their mind up before even watching a lot of the stuff and that's the sad part like there's so many this small vocal minority that uh the toxic element that is so dissuading about things and they get so much attention. It's sad. 
They do because it drives clicks. But maybe I'm spending too much time online. But I I think we're at a point where, like, there are people who just exist, and this is this speaks to what you're just talking about, Corey. People exist online just to be nasty, and just to be like the the human equivalent of a of a tornado, where they just want to make make a mess. And we've seen that a ton in the last year in, in Star Wars fandom. But like, let's also be fair. Like, this division in fandom is not new. Like, it's ever since the the internet sort of came of age. Like, this is this you can find rifts in fandom going back online to the nineties, and it deepened big time with when the Phantom Menace came out, and again in oh two and again in oh five. Like, it's especially bad now. Because social media now is so ubiquitous, and it gets mainstream headlines. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a cranky temperature or disposition in fandom is not new. Yeah, it, it will calm down after a while. Like it's it's sort of calming down right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think on, online circles, like, it's you're always encouraged to be the the loudest voice and like the most aggressive person with the hottest take, like just to have that most retweetable thing, right? Like that's, that's what a lot of this is about. Just generating interest in you. I don't know, but I, th- I guess part of, part of the answer is, is not being so polarizing in the actual discourse of, of the movie. There's a lot of people with legitimate criticisms and gripes about the, the last Jedi and those people were, after a time, just guilty by association. If you if you complained about the movie, you were branded, and and that's not fair. Like there's a a huge difference between like honest disagreements and the toxicity that that's polluted online circles. Like people be- start pushing buttons on purpose, almost. You know. Well, sure. I mean, I honestly think that. You know, the, the the crappiness exists almost exclusively online. Like if you went to a con and you sat at a, la- a Last Jedi panel, it wouldn't get as nasty as it gets on Twitter. I'm sure you could you would get some some passionate exchanges, but I don't think people would be like throwing bricks no. at each other. Yeah, no Royal Rumble. No way. Let the bodies hit the floor. No, you wouldn't get any of that. Yeah, like I said, like there's, there's, like people who who were actually upset and had concerns about the movie. They got branded, and like I said, that's that's really not fair. So that's got to stop. You know, the, the people who love the movie, who would defend it at all costs. Like I don't know if I'm not gonna speak for anybody, but I I I don't think that I called anybody out as as like misogynist or racist if they did not like the movie. Unless they were actually being <laughs> racist or misogynist, like you know, there's there's some obvious red flags in, over the course of a conversation that gives people away. But uh, yeah, like like for example, like when when uh, when Ryan Johnson or or recently Chuck Wendig when they punched back at this like the actual toxic dirtbags out there, a lot of those people then tried to like play victim. Because they got slapped back by by a, a Luke air quotes Lucasfilm employee, like I think just across the board people need to grow up. 
and just realize that we're talking about a, a fictional universe and that this in no way uh, changes your life. Like the, the sun will come up tomorrow and you still have to go back to school or go back to class. Whether Star Wars is around or not, that doesn't change. So just take it for what it is and move on with your life. Like we as fans, we, we have the power and the ability, I presume, to make this better. Regardless of what Lucasfilm gives us, it's just, yeah, it's art. If you like it, great, celebrate it. If you don't like it, for God's sakes, don't bitch about it for nine months. Like I, I you know, the analogy I, I like to make is, if you went to a restaurant that you typically enjoy, and this one time, you didn't like what they gave you, would you go back and scream in the chef's face for nine months straight? Probably not. You'd probably go back to the restaurant, sit down and enjoy your meal again. Or, worst case scenario, just don't go back to the restaurant. You move on with your life, right? That's That seems pretty obvious. Um, go ahead. Even in, the, even in the case of episode eight, right? Like, granted, it's a very independent film when you think of a trilogy, but we've yet to see the trilogy as of yet. So once we see it in its finality, who knows? Maybe we'll say like, holy cow, like Ryan Johnson set this up for J.D. To, to do what he did and it blew our minds, man. Like, let's give the whole thing a chance first almost, you know? Absolutely. You've got, yeah, for sure. You've got to let this, this trilogy play out. And I mean, I guess the... Uh, it's not really related, but they could. I mean, Lucasfilm could just say, oh, you know what, guys? It's time to just get directors like uh, Mick G in here, and we'll just we'll dumb down all of the movies to a point where they're just empty-headed action movies that are they're not much more than a two-hour blitz on your eyes and ears. All right, so, all, so for all the people that needed to see Demigod Luke or all those people who didn't like uh, the... the uh, Save what you love, don't fight what you hate theme, which is which is the OT's theme. Like it or not. Like maybe it was a bit more subtle in the OT, and it was really direct <laughs> in in The Last Jedi. But that was there. So for the people that didn't like that, would they prefer just a bonehead action movie? I don't know. Like again, is that extend that to, to the politics in the movie or people who bristle at all of these SJW nonsense in Star Wars. Like, newsflash, guys, it's always been there. Maybe the subtlety of it, or the, was it even that subtle? I don't even think it was that subtle. No, definitely not. No, right? Like, it's like the Jedi were the, are the four ultimate. is like as campy as it could get. Yeah, and politics are mentioned in the opening crawl with Civil War. That, that is political. It talk, they talk about the Senate, and over the course of six movies, we learned that the Jedi are all SJWs. <laughs> all that stuff was there. Just now, suddenly, I you know I think the political climate that we live in globally has sort of made everybody extra irritable and sensitive to that type of messaging in a movie. But it's always been there, and I I think it should be there. Frankly, if a movie is if it's not going to say something, and Star Wars says something, yeah, good versus evil, straight up. Well, I think episode four was that, and I think the OT is that, but it, the prequels muddied that. There are heroes on both sides. 
Yeah, worst crawl ever. It's a very strange crawl, but over time they've been muddying the waters and giving different perspectives on that. But it, all this stuff is is baked into the movies, and now people are really inflamed by it. And well, oh, get politics out of Star Wars. No, get you out of Star Wars. <laughs> like another thing. Guys, I, you know I, what I heard though? I heard this is a really cr- crazy rumor. Like I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but apparently Luke takes down a star destroyer with the Force in Episode Nine. Oh, like zero. really? I heard that too, and I heard it twice this year and twice last <laughs> year from the same guy. <laughs> what a joke! And well, and, and that's another part of it, right? The whole clickbait element of of this, where. People, it's almost like voyeurism. People just want the sensational thing. And look, the problem is when Disney struck everything from the expanded universe oh. and took it and made it legends and and uncanonized all that stuff. It pissed off a lot of people. It sure did. A lot of people who um, uh, feel like their their um, their childhoods were ruined. And very, very sensitive people. And they lashed out at something that wasn't in their own headcanon. And they're having a hard time. And I'm not saying everybody, because there are people who have legitimate uh, gripes with the movie, like James himself, like Rob Wade, have legitimate gripes about the movie. Like myself, there are some gripes I have in the movie that there's uh, entire scenes that I would eliminate. Um but it doesn't the overall enjoyment of the movie? I mean, it's more Star Wars. I don't know. Maybe I'm too easy. I don't know. I, I don't think so. But uh, I'm quite difficult, actually. But uh, I, I take it. I take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, it's it's not real. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? Like you know the the reaction to the Last Jedi from again like a relatively small but loud group. It's 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 maybe one miss out of nine. You know, like the the batting average is still quite good. If you didn't like this one, move on to the next. Like if if your favorite band put out an album that you didn't like, would you scrap the rest? Would you boycott them? No, you'd be like, okay, well, uh, the, their older no, stuff. No, I, I go back. Like one of my favorite bands, A Perfect Circle. Uh, I, I their latest album, Feed the Elephant, or whatever it's called is a steaming pile of crap. I don't like it. I I listened to it. I tried listening to it twice, and I couldn't get through the second listen. I just didn't like it, but it doesn't mean I don't like the first two albums. Like, I'll go back and listen to the first two albums. Like, I like that stuff. That's Weezer Maybe their next album, I'll like it more. Why would I throw out my whole collection? Why, like, it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of irrational behavior with this whole thing and obviously the political climate plays a big part of it it's 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 just uh, we're um isolating ourselves on either side of of the, the the political spectrum and it's hard because people are becoming more aware of the bs that's actually um the dichotomy let's say of uh, american po- politics and they're just both terrible parties 
<laughs> you know, one does things overtly and the other is beholden to corporations while trying to pretend that they're beholden to social, uh, you know, social causes. But in reality, they're just beholden to money. And it's, it's the, it's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's the hypocrisy of, of, of that dichotomy that. That's terrible. And if you look at what happened uh, over the weekend, I don't want to talk about that. I'm, j- I'm just saying, like, it's it's crazy. People are being pushed further and further um, to the to the left or the right, and fifty percent of the American population is um, would go bankrupt if there was a thousand dollar emergency come up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like like fifty percent of of the of the U.S. is um, makes under thirty thousand dollars a year. That's actually a fact. Yeah. Poor or low income. Yeah, it's crazy. And then and then you're trying to polarize those people and try to tell them that it's the Mexicans and it's this and it's that and, and it's and so people are taking that and they're impose superimposing it onto a fictional land because it's maybe you have more control over it, but you don't because you don't own Disney. They bought it. They had the $4 billion. You didn't, bro. You can't make it what you want because it's not yours. That's, I mean, and people have a hard time dealing with it because reality is shittier (laughs) for a lot of people. So there's the hanging on to this nostalgia of what Star Wars was to you as you were growing up, but there's a disconnection or there's a disconnect with reality as to what what's really important here. Yeah, it's a this this ought to be treated as yeah, you can make it inspirational and for a lot of people Star Wars can be life-changing. But at the end of the day, it is entertainment. That's what it is. It's what it always has been. Keep if if people kept that in perspective, we'd be fine right now. But you know, some people just can't deal with their disappointment or their anger in a healthy way. So they lash out month after month, day after day. And it's like, you've made a nuisance of yourself now. And now, now you don't deserve to be listened to with that kind of behavior. But uh, to, yeah, to, to, long story short, short to, to unify people. I honestly don't think there's a way. I don't think there's a film or a medium that's going to bring everyone back together. Like, we're just going to have to deal with it. And again, if you're a fan moving forward, you just got to, like Kyle said, like, no perspective, keep an open mind. And, you know, just again, engage in civilized discourse. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Just move along. Uh, again, yeah. No, it's not fine. You're stupid. <laughs> Just you know, find find a community that that works for you, and the the tone of the discourse in that community is is one that that works with you, and stick with that and grow from there. Like if you like, I've backed out of Twitter a whole lot over the last month, and I I've only noticed that this weekend. Where I'm like, man, I'm I'm not super active on Twitter anymore. Not like I used to be, and I don't know if I've gotten pushed out of it or tired of it. But I'm I'm much happier in the Facebook group, right? Like it's it's much more civil. The conversations are 
a lot more fun. They're not limited by the characters, which is, you know, that's always going to be Twitter's thing. But it's, it's just people are coming to the Facebook group looking to have a good time, talk Star Wars without the nonsense going on anywhere else. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. You'll never unify everybody. But people got to find a way to talk to one another without jumping down each other's throats for one reason or another and declaring something to be trash and that's that's a fact or telling somebody... That's just stupid. Yeah. Why would you even say that? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I could be so stupid, stupid. Uh, anyway, like I, James, I hope there's a way for people to kind of mend these fences a little bit. But yeah, I I don't know. As long as social media is around, I think it's just it's just too easy, and too encouraged and too rewarded to be the uh, the mean spirited person. Yeah, the trolly trolls they feed off your anger, man. Well, look, I mean, YouTube might be the the worst place. Like it is an absolute swamp of garbage on youtube and a lot of those places are rewarded with views thousands hundreds of thousands of views and untold probably money as a result yes exactly so people who get paid to drop their their garbage on youtube they have absolutely no incentive to stop it's easy to do it's so easy to be negative right it's just so easy to go and be destructive and people can feed on that and you will continue to get paid and YouTube will continue to reward that by promoting your stuff and putting a thumbnail of your latest video in some, or in front of somebody else's face. And it's like, this ain't never going to end. So people have got to get, get a little bit smarter and, and a little bit more discerning about who they listen to and where they get their info from, have conversations with people who, approach a discussion on a movie honestly and aren't coming at it you know uh looking to take it down to the you know into the gutter you know in in the course of like five or six tweets like just to drag it into the into the dirt speak with people who are honestly there to have a discussion Maybe, maybe that's how maybe that's the way back i just don't know but certainly a lot of growing up needs to happen. All right, James from the Green Door Pod. Thanks, buddy. You know what you know what you know what people need? An enema? Most of these people, you know what they need? They need healthcare. <laughs> okay? Get get people healthcare. They'll feel better about themselves. <laughs> I think um, that's where it starts. Maybe, maybe one less thing to stress about, right? Yeah. Maybe and maybe you feel a little bit a little bit less stress in the morning about yeah maybe and you just don't you're not screaming at everybody all day. Oh wait, you mean I'm not gonna go bankrupt if I get sick? Oh cool. You know what? <laughs> Ryan Johnson's not a bad guy. <laughs> Life ain't so bad when you think about it. But yeah, again, at the end of the day, this is all art. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. Just stop being a big baby about it. Move on. Find the thing that you do like and celebrate that. All right. Lastly, we're going to jump on to another voice of the Green Door Podcast. Ads is back, guys. 
It's ads with an email in this week. Ad says, All right, so you refurbish the house and decide to include a huge central glass display in the front room depicting a chosen Star Wars scene. Using Black Series figures, and with no expense spared in achieving a realistic portrayal of the scene, so ships, materials, lighting, etc., what would you choose to create? Think Star Wars Identities, the home edition. I'd go for Hoth, I think. Lots of fake snow, at-ats, Luke dangling underneath one, etc., etc. Take care, ads. Ads, so good to hear from you, my friend. Yes, sir. Absolutely. One of the people who is footprint fingerprint is on the history of this podcast have i ever told you guys i love that guy maybe once or twice <laughs> yeah there's something seriously wrong with you if you don't love ads if you don't know ads that's fine but if you know him and you don't love him you gotta there's, there's a problem with you yeah add him to your life <laughs> okay uh carlos what you doing buddy um I find it I find it difficult to answer because I, I wouldn't want to do something um, with just black series and make it really look. I, I would do it Lego. Yeah, take it take it to Lego. So if I would take like I would love to recreate Yavin Four, just that temple. What the like is and all the award ceremony. No, the ship just like right before Rogue One. You know when they're all when they're 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 ready to to go and help Rogue One on the Battle of Scarif. Right before that, like the outdoor landing all, area outside the temple. Yeah, all the X wings, the Y wings, the A wings, the ghost. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> and uh, you know all the great characters. You know you got uh, Mon Mothma and and you got uh, you got Jimmy Smiths. And uh, you got R two D two, and uh, Carlos. Yeah, Tupio. that's it. I'm not missing anybody else. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so all the ships and just that, the temple and and the forest uh, growing up over it, and it just I don't know. There's something I love about about Yavin four that I didn't really like. I didn't really like it growing up. Like it wasn't something that really attracted me to Star Wars, but like seeing it in Rogue One really made me appreciate it a lot more. Oh, Rogue One blew it up. Awesome, right? Yeah. Rebels no. as well. Ah, Rebels oh, did a bit for it, but it's it's Rogue One. It's seeing what they did to expand that setting on the big screen. It looked so amazing. As a kid too, I was always super intrigued. I mean, like, pyramids and stuff like that so the temple there like the overgrown jungle uh the hiding out like that place always uh had this like allure of mystery and mysticism yeah and they touch back on that place in the uh tartakovsky series that's where i think yeah so that's that's what i would do just i would have a fleet of rebel ships and um yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, just, I don't know. I that's actually awesome. a really good idea because vehicles are sweet. And they can get a whole yeah. bunch of like personnel and stuff running around. You could even have that, cool that one Imperial, the, the one they stole from uh, from Idu. Absolutely. Gonna recreate that scene from Rogue One. I think that, that would be awesome. That would I be really, awesome. really, I already have, like, let's be honest, I already have the <laughs> U-Wing. <laughs> 
I already have the U, the U wing, the Y wing. But it probably like, wouldn't be. Well, of course, I mean it's it's a big undertaking, regardless. But to you know to have to have um, a U wing and to have a couple X wings. You know, if if you had a lot of extra bricks and you wanted to build a a, a temple, you could probably do something halfway convincing. Oh no, definitely, definitely, yeah. And you got every you got everybody's favorite droid rolling around. Chop rules with a Z. Right at the floor, right, Carlos? (laughs) (laughs) Ruining everything since 2015. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Corey, what are you you doing? It's actually a really cool question, man. Like. Oh man, there's so many iconic scenes, you know, you, at this point, like when Ad says spare no expense, you got to really exploit that, you know, like first things that kind of come to mind, like Dagobah in a way, you know, like, uh, like just that swampy jungle. So cool. The Luke and Vader, uh, cloud city battle. So cool. So iconic. Which part? Uh, I don't know. The we're in, in when they're in the, uh, carbon freezing room, you know? Even the throne room from uh, uh, Jedi, just so beautiful, you know, like so picturesque. But yeah, I don't know. There's just not enough characters. So I'm going to take it right to the end of the OT. We're going to get a celebration scene on Endor. We're going to have platforms everywhere. We're going to have the entire Ewok village set up. Like everybody's there. Vader's burning in the background for real. We got fires <laughs> for real. We got force. Yeah, we got little <laughs> propane thing. There's no spare, no expense, man. Like we got little propane fires going. People by the the campfire. Everybody's telling stories everywhere. There's Ewoks and people everywhere. We got Yub Nub playing live. Yeah, force <laughs> ghosts. I am down. We got just a lot of representation, a lot of happiness in that moment. So. Are there any Black Series Ewoks out there? Doesn't matter. Why would it? Yeah, spare no expense. I'll pay them to make one. Fair enough. I thought you were going to loophole that a whole lot more than you did. Uh, I would go with... I, again, I would would be looking at the uh, Vader-Luke battle on Bespin. But I'm looking at like the, the gantry scene where Luke is sort of suspended over that giant chasm. Like that is such a dramatic piece. Like if you could get the the background right, with the Falcon too in the same shot. No, no, the, no. Like this is where Luke's had had his hand cut off. The Falcon's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but you got to, dude. One character with one little antenna. Luke so and Vader. Gonna... Not not Luke dangling. Okay. Like he's not hanging from that weather vane. He's he's at the end of that that catwalk gantry thing. Is he's just had his hand cut off, and Vader is. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Like right I, before the, he takes the, the plunge. The I am your father. He told moment. me enough. He told me you killed him. That part. Yeah, you know, you know that that little, that you know, unmemorable scene from Empire. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like if if you could get the background right, because when when they actually shot that, like the whole background is a matte painting, and it's it's just it's it's just right there. You can't reach out and touch it, but it's not that far behind Mark Hamill as they shoot that but it looks like it's you know hundreds of meters off it's perfect man i love the paintings they have in the, in the ot oh, the map like, paintings are great like they they 
do the exactly what they need to do. And if you could capture that and get that depth perception right in your house, that would be the most amazing thing. I love that idea, man. Oh, it's I, awesome. That would, that would just kill me to have that. But I have an honorable mention. Uh, the Skywalker droid sale. Hmm. I think that I like would be where spe- your head's at. That would be spectacular if you had like a nice big sand crawler, a bunch of sand, some uh, some droids in there, and Black Series Uncle Owen, Uncle- Black Series Gonk, <laughs> all that man. You can make like that's a that's a great scene to set up in your house. Except you have Maul you know, peeking around the sand crawler. <laughs> Hello. And the last thing I would I, I would strongly consider is uh, Luke facing down the First Order on crate. Yes, yes. I was thinking the same thing too, but well, it would look cool. Like, I mean, you get the sand thing, like Ads was saying, in the snow, and even possibly like the Kylo Luke thing. And you can kind of tell the resistance in the background. So that was like up on my list as well. Like that that moment, like not 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 just the shot, which is one of my favorite shots in the whole saga of, of Luke facing down that all the, the ATM sixes and the ADATs. That moment is beyond epic. It's just beyond epic and it starts building from the beginning of the movie when he says, What do you expect me to do? Go out there and face the first order with a laser sword? And then he does that. That moment just slays me. When he finally yeah. gets the belief back in himself and he goes and he does it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going super silent here. It pumps me up so much every time I think about that scene. It's it's just so great that Luke actually stops the whole First Order in his tracks. Just his presence. He's got them all so psyched out. It's more? Amazing. More? It's, 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 it's more. amazing. I know it's not like the, the gratifying of like seeing Luke crush an ATM-6 by using the Force. It's not that. But it is sort of... It is absolutely to me something that it, it just frames Luke as just this beyond demigod. It's it's oh my god! It's like as if you walked out into the street and like Zeus was there. And you're Dude, like, at this point, it's I am legend. Like Luke is legend, Ben. Mm-hmm. I love it. So uh, yeah, it would come down to those three things for me, but I, I think I would go with Empire. Just with Luke and Vader. Ultimately, I think that would be what I'd do. But that First Order moment at the Battle of Crate, that would be right there for me. Here's a little loophole for you, Kyle. Let's recreate Episode 4, New Hope, celebration scene on Yavin. Everybody's getting the medal. Chewie gets a medal. That'd be pretty good. That's a lot of Black Series figures you got to pick up, though. I'll just have some cardboard cutouts. No expense spared. Yeah, true. You didn't have to do that. That'd make it authentic <laughs> like that. All right, ads. That's uh, that. That's our answers for this week. Awesome question, ads. Very cool. And Very con- nice to hear from you again. Look at that. We got and congrats on the new place, man. Yeah, absolutely. I I wonder. It's it's you know it's no wonder ads runs this question by us by us just as he's moved into a new house himself. Maybe he's, look, maybe he's looking for a little advice. Maybe he's got some plans. I already saw the bookshelf. Yeah, it's impressive, huh? So there, there we go. We got the uh, the, the double barrel of James and Ads from the Green Door podcast. 
and they are doing superb work. I'm happy to say I'm all caught up on their podcast now. I am doing homework for the next one. Great stuff, guys. But man, Silmarillion's a tough read. Holy cow. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Episode 149 is done and done. Boys, it was absolutely a blast recording this with you guys. That was all right. As always, it's always fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to leave it to Corey. All right. We know we got one more bit of business to do here before we call it a day. It's the end of the month, fellas. Nice. You're changing it up. You're not doing it at the beginning, huh? Uh, It's mostly because I forgot. Uh, I was like, going to make you all wait till the end. No, it wasn't that. I just uh, really forgot. I was like, oh, damn, it's the end of the month. Let's do this. Uh, All right. So for the Lego Han Solo speeder, it's time to pull a winner for this month. Carlos, Carlos. And the winner this month is... Is? I don't believe this. We have a (gasps) two-time winner. Oh, boy. He's very deserving. You you know him. You love him. It's Neil. No way! Fandom's best friend does it again. Dude, that's so sweet. Yeah, congrats, Neil. You're gonna love it. I love it. It's a great, it's a great little, it's a great little speeder. I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Neil, way to go, buddy, man. Make a little note here. Lowry, Lowry, Lowry. Uh, Corey. All right. So that's done. Congrats again, Neil. And next month we're going to, we have two awesome prizes to close out the year. I want to tell you guys what they are, but you should now tell us, please. No, no, I'm not going to do that yet. You can only handle so much excitement in one show. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, Thank you guys. Ads, James and Rick. Questions were well appreciated, a lot of fun to answer, and uh, please keep it up. You can send those questions to us, as you guys do, by email. Um, the new email address is tumblingsaber at gmail.com, or you can send them to me via Twitter or Facebook. And uh, on the note of Facebook, please come join us in our Facebook group, the Closed Tumbling Saber group. It is so much fun in there. It is hopping. Even as we recorded this, a bunch of action took place, so... Uh, check it out. If you want to get away from the uh, nastiness out there, there'll be none to find in our Facebook group. And I also want to thank Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast on his beloved Emotionally14.com. So be sure to check that out and be sure to check out the Crazy Train podcast, which is an, a- an absolute riot. And finally, the Star Wars Commonwealth. Be sure to check that out. Ten awesome podcasts. <clears throat> from the galaxy far, far away. Everybody's still doing great, great work and that uh, you will definitely find whatever it is you like about Star Wars, you will find it at StarWarsCommonwealth.com. Please check that out or check it out on uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now. Uh, we are a podcast provider there. So you'll get all our shows listed in the same place so that it's really easy to find. And also, one more one more shout-out to the Green Door Pod. Ads, James, and May doing great work. Love you guys. And uh, that's it. So, Corey, 
Nah. Yes. Forget it. Carlos, where can we find you on the, the old social media? So on the uh, social media, you can find me at C Candido Music, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, uh, my music page, Carlos Candido. Um, and you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. For as little as three bucks a month, you get new tunes uh, every month as a priority, as an exclusive for patrons. And... Um, there's only a couple of days left in October, but if you jump in right now in October, uh, you're going to get uh, October's track called Not, um, Not My Sin. And uh, who knows if, uh, you know, I love y'all. I'll probably send you the uh, the previous tracks as well. So if anybody from the Commonwealth, anybody uh, listener of Tumbling Saber jumps on to the Patreon uh, at Carlos Creates, uh, I'll send you the uh, the tracks from from August and September. Uh, along with October's track. So I'm announcing that now. Hope nobody else, uh, nobody uh, (laughs) is upset about that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we need, uh, we need more, uh, we need more patrons and um, yeah, I need to buy new headphones. So (laughs) I could could use, I could use some, uh, some more ears. I'm, I'm always posting videos and stuff. It's fun. I've been, uh, been a little quiet this month uh as far as like uh videos for live performances and stuff because i my last show was wasn't recorded properly but yeah we're having a good time it's fun come check me out absolutely do it Corey. <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> and also uh one last call for anybody out there who's thought about joining us on patreon as a powerful friend do it now and you get your name on that that poster that i'm putting together which will be dropping later this week. So check that out if you can, if you want, at uh, patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. And I've lost track of how many patron-exclusive podcasts we've got there now, but it's a lot. There's there's a lot more that we're doing over at Patreon than what is happening on uh, the main Tumbling Saber feed. So we would love to have your support, and we would love to uh, give you more audio content in return. As well as the game. And go Red Sox. Hey, are they, is, is the game tonight? It's over. Oh, they won? World Series, baby. Oh, man. I didn't get to see any of this. What a dope. Congrats, Red Sox. Bradley is probably doing a big dance of joy right now. All right. Well, and if that's not in the cards, if you can't join us on Patreon, then you can help us out in a variety of other ways. Uh, you can grab one of our T-shirts on Public. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, where and we'll read that out on the show. Uh, and I guess most helpful of all, just share this podcast with your friends, whether by email or on Twitter or Facebook. Just send them a link and say, "Hey, man, you need more Star Wars in your life." And these tumbling saber guys, these these are the guys you need. So go check them out. Uh, all right, so that's it, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this 149th episode. And uh, we'll catch you all later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.
Wake up to illusions, delusions fill my mind Your voice is sending shivers to shout right through my spine Wait for the warmth of your arms wrapped around me I'll forever shiver my hands down to my feet cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found myhealthpolicy.com. With myhealthpolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? 
Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 